I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the ferryman of souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. Binge the season of The Passage now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's increasingly emotionally shattered from the collapse of civilization and constant exposure to violence? My, uh, hi, this is Robert Evans. I didn't like it, but at least it was true. Yeah, uh, only. So we've started. We've started the show now. Yeah, we we have started. This is the beginning of the episode. Chris, you could edit out that part where I said I cry all the time and just start with Robert's intro. Also, listeners, yeah. I cry all the time. It's fine. Oh, good stuff. This is a good really stuff. bad start. I was going to say it's a really good start. Oh, thanks, Katie. It's vulnerable. It's honest. Uh, it's raw. It's relatable. I could go on. Someone interrupt yeah, me. Yeah, it's a bit. It's like it's got, well, it's a little sardonic. So you got a, little, got a little edge to it. A little bite. A little bite podcast, to your vulnerability. Yeah. It feels like podcast. we started recording before we were ready. Is if I'm being we honest. We did. We did. <laughs> but that's the first rule of broadcasting: is to never be prepared or ready or competent. Um, ever. Check, never. Ever. Check and check. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is behind the bastards. It's normally a podcast about. Uh, the worst people in all of history. Um, but, you know, sometimes we like to have a little bit of fun. Uh, and and this is going to be a fun one because we're, we're diving back into Ben Shapiro's just unfathomably poorly written uh, fiction novel, True Allegiance. Uh, this will be episode Powerhouse. three. 
yeah. of a Far. failure of prose. <laughs> I so wish good. that our <laughs> listeners could see the beautific smile yeah. that spread across Robert's face as he was talking about the fun we will have today. Yeah, We need this. <laughs> it's nice to see some joy uh, through the screen. That smile is me thinking about the time Ben Shapiro wrote in a character that was the captain of the high school football team and no one knew his name. Nobody knew his name. <laughs> no one knew his name. I mean, how could you? How could how you could know you? the star football player's name? Look at the back of his jersey? I don't know. Surely not Fucking that. Ben? <laughs> Nothing like that. Oh, God in heaven. Um, so you may want to watch the first Listen to the first couple of episodes. This is a podcast, Robert. But your podcast thank, host. Just as a reminder. That's good to know. I I forget regularly because of all of the repeated exposure to police munitions. I know. Um, <laughs> Leah, <laughs> when we left off, uh, there was a fun moment where the character that Ben wrote in as the governor of Texas, uh, uh, whose name is Bubba. It was the Bubba, uh, right? Yeah. Bubba. Yeah, it was. yeah w- was talking to the character who is clearly based on Ben Shapiro's own wife, uh, who is the wife of the character that Ben w- wants to be, who mm-hmm. is uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the bear of a man, combat general, Brett Hawthorne. And anyway, uh, Ellen, his wife, and uh, the governor were having a conversation about how how bad it is uh, to be a governor that the federal government refuses to support during a massive emergency that requires the mobilization of all resources. Um and mm. yeah, mm. we were enjoying the irony of that, um, yeah. of, of, of how Ben actually landed when such a thing happened for real. Uh, <laughs> and now we're going to move on to the next chapter, which is a chapter about Soledad, who, if you remember, is our uh, she's that rancher who's supposed to be Cliven Bundy. Yes, but yes, like yes. 50 and Hispanic uh, and, yeah. and a lady. Yeah, um, really turning that stereotype on its heels. Yeah, because you can't head? call her racist if he writes in a Hispanic character. Then Absolutely it's not racist. Not. Right. Then it's, exactly. Yeah. Feminist, Good for you, ben. non-racist Ben Shapiro. Yes, that's he. He's 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 got it. Wait, what it's chapter fit, are we on now? Uh, shit, it's like seven or eight. Okay, something okay. like that. Yeah. We're several chapters in. Too many chapters in. Too many. Um, more than one. More chapters than this book should have had because it should never have been written. It should have stayed in Ben Shapiro's little head uh, when he needed to feel like a big man. He could he could think about the fake combat general that he invented to make himself feel tall. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 And the, the short terrorists. Yeah, and the short little, the, the terrorists who are all short. Yes, <laughs> yes. Good people are tall. Uh, terrorists are short except for bad black people who are all also very large that is the world that ben shapiro has created that is the those are the that rules. is the that is the cosmology of the moral universe in ben shapiro's it head sounds complicated but really it's quite simple <laughs> yeah when you lay it out it's, yeah really simple rules yeah okay so it starts with Soledad uh, waking up to a knock uh, on her door at two in the morning. And, you know, there's a Bundy type standoff going on at her ranch because she's not paying taxes because uh, the taxes and the, the all the evil government stuff makes it impossible for her ranch to actually work. And mm-hmm. anyway, there's this. So there's a bunch of motorcycle gangsters and militia people calling themselves Soledad soldiers, and they're all hanging out and guarding her house from the feds uh but they're starting not to like soldier dads 
Oh, ben. that would have been that would have been it. That would have been it. Ben. 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 All right, it's fine. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they've cut off her power, and uh, yeah, it's 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 a bad situation for Soledad. Uh, she says, "Oh, did we get a little bit of talk about uh, the some right wing media folks here?" Um, yeah. Uh, even the occasional big media spread didn't sp- seem to lift her too much anymore. She felt like the whole game was rigged. She was either hero or villain. She was always the story. Never Emilio and Juan. It was always Chris Matthews on the nightly news calling her a traitor or Michael Savage calling her a freedom fighter. It was always one or the other. Yeah, I imagine Chris <laughs> Matthews would declare, he didn't call Cliven Bundy a traitor. <laughs> like, <laughs> Who does he uh, think Chris Matthews is? He's getting confused. Rampaging leftist Christmas. <laughs> is Ben Shapiro suggesting that like there needs to be more nuance in how people are described? Like, I think so. He calls so many people pure evil every day. Yeah, well, and and she's saying, you know, Soledad's angry. Emilio and Juan, if you remember, she had to lay off uh, her best worker, and he moved to Los Angeles, where his son was immediately killed in a gang right. initiation. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, because Ben Shapiro understands the chunk of the city literally thirty to forty-five minutes away from where he lives. It's nuance, you guys. <laughs> An hour and a half in traffic. Yeah. Uh, fucking great. Write awesome. what you know. Write what you know. <laughs> the chunk of the city you live in that you have never mm. ever in your entire life visited because it scares you very much to think about. Yeah. <laughs> right, like <laughs> the rule because the rule. Write mm-hmm. what you know. Okay, well I don't know any black people's names, <laughs> yeah. so I can't name this. I can't name so, this. So I, I'm just gonna say that no one knows his name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Write what you know. Not being able to call the black people in my life by their names because I never bother to learn them. <laughs> I do know that. I will write about that. <laughs> Fucking Ben. <laughs> awesome. So yeah. uh, Soledad's, you know, in the standoff with the government and every day, like the kind of militia that's that's arrayed to defend her peels away a little bit, you know, because people can't can't hang out all the time. But the SWAT team stays there. And eventually, as things start to dwindle, uh, she gets a knock on the door in the early morning and uh quote a SWAT officer stood there his gun down by his side when she opened the screen door he sidled in without permission holding his right arm out palm facing her signaling for her to keep quiet he shut the door stealthily behind him oh Oh, god oh i love yeah because SWAT teams they're they uh they got all that stealth door closing training. Un, like unreal, like just from like the reality of it. Like, okay, it's Ben, amazing. no, no, he didn't. But also, like, what a poorly written sentence. I, it's, like, it's, a terrible, like, it's a terrible, it's a terrible sentence. No, I mean stealthily. it's good for like tenth oh grade. Yeah, it's it's yeah, yeah. Good, no, if good this was point, if this was a tenth grader, smartly, I would say God. what a precocious tenth grader yeah. who you know, needs someone to sit down with him and tell him how to write well, but he's got he's got the he's got the spunk, you know. He's got the spunk. He's got he's the. He's got the desire. Uh, he's got getting the, it down on uh, the page is half the battle. The other half the of the battle is knowing racism. when not to publish something. <laughs> <laughs> Still fighting that battle every day, huh? <laughs> <laughs> ben Ben's lost that battle for a while. Um, okay, I'm dying so this, to know what he what he's there well, for. 
Well, he he puts his Is he places his weapon gently on the dining room table. Uh, gently, when he yes. took off his helmet, she noticed his bright blue eyes. They stood it out more because they were. <laughs> <laughs> they stood out more because they were red rimmed, whether from lack of sleep or from crying. She couldn't tell. The man stood no more than five foot ten. Well-built, Caucasian. A thatch of must-browned hair stood neatly on end. He moved forward quickly and grabbed her by the arm. She could feel his powerful grip through her thick, thick robe. Why would you do that? That's a weird... That's yeah. not how you... Okay. You need to get out of here, he growled. <laughs> now. Uh-huh. He, growled, he, growled, his, he growled quietly. He growled quietly and gently. Gent, like a bear. <laughs> like a gentle, she gentle pushed bear. his hand off growled. her arm. She pushed his hand off her arm, stood up to her full five foot two. Ben is just obsessed with people's heights. I'm not really? going anywhere. Like, wait, she wait, said did he, wait, did he just say five foot two? He sure did. Wait, wait. That was who's a- five foot two? <laughs> what the hell? Who cares? What? Hasn't she I thought been he was five foot the- ten. And well no, no, no. He's five foot ten. She's five foot two. Oh, okay. So we know that there's like a sizable difference between them. That's why it's important. Yeah. Great story, Ben. Like. She's been a character in this book already. Why is <laughs> like this? We, like after multiple appearances. By the way, she's five two. Yeah. What a bad writer. What a bad writer. Uh, so she's like, I'm not gonna go anywhere. Uh, and he's like, I don't think you understand, Miss Ramirez. They're coming for you tonight. So this is the this is the good SWAT team guy, the decent the yep. decent cop who's like, I've uh-huh. got a warner. The they're the the feds are coming in to murder this um this brave patriot. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> She looked at the SWAT member, puzzled. Why are you helping me? My cookies can't be that good. He laughed softly. Maybe they are. A pause. Or maybe I'm just sick of watching people get pushed around. Whatever it is, you need to get out of here tonight. <laughs> good. I, know, I thought That's that was good. masterful. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, so we learn his name is Aiden Foster. Um, Fuck what yeah. a... Ah, That's wrong I, name. I, a, um, and she tells she she tells Aiden, "You ready to be a traitor, Aiden?" He shrugged. She walked over to one of the cabinets, opened it, took out a jar. Well, we might as well split a cookie on that. God damn oh, it! Oh my I god! Fucking, I fucking what? hate Ben Shapiro so much. Oh, <laughs> uh, such bad writing. Um, unbelievable. 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 We might as well <laughs> share a cookie. Oh, god damn it, Ben. Um it's yeah. So, okay. They uh they 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 do, they, the, they do the cookie bit for a little while. They do longer. the cookie bit for a little they, while. They, they have try some, to like, some really natural interactions uh like human beings do. Oh Jesus. So their 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 attempted escape seems like a horrible idea. Uh, immediately, she loads some stuff up in a backpack and and heads out with this SWAT team guy. And one of his team members like sees that they're doing this. Uh, and so Aiden throws a smoke grenade and then starts firing wildly. Uh, is how Ben describes oh it. Oh my um, god! Too high to hit anyone. Uh, he heard at least two men curse and scatter in the distance. He could see the lights of the choppers flash on. He dropped. By the way, we've just switched uh, to Aiden Foster's viewpoint uh from uh Soledad's viewpoint because Ben does that in the middle of chapters that are supposed to be viewpoint chapters from characters because he's a good writer. <laughs> does he okay, my gosh. Okay. Does he yeah. at least at least at least 
Is it like there's a page break and some asterisks? No, it's really jarring and weird and badly Wait, it's done. Wait, literally like the next paragraph is just now we're in Aiden's point of view? Yeah, yeah, that's, see, that's, that, that's how it feels. Uh, yeah, that's definitely how it feels. Because we can't be, it's an action time, right? They're having a gunfight and we can't, we can't be in a woman's perspective during a gunfight. Of course uh, not. Yeah. Well, so that's so hmm. awkward and weird. That sounds yeah, like something that surprised. he maybe maybe didn't even notice he was doing. Probably for the exact reason that you just said. Like well, yeah, on a, a his writer. subconscious kicks in and he immediately changes the perspective. Right, it's like, well, surely she can't describe it. Yeah, um, and it's, it's okay. I, I hope I find it. Well, I guess I find it disappointing that when he said that he was uh, shooting too high for it to hit anything, that he didn't say how many feet and inches uh, it was. Yeah. To, yeah. No. Of course like, not. Is it um, that that would have been we, we that would have been good to know. Um, six. We eight, always need to know, you know the exact. Is that heights. higher than everybody? I mean, come on, be consistent. Uh, it is cool that uh, one of Solida or yeah, uh, uh, somebody yells at the cops, uh, "Go to hell, you fascist assholes." That's fun. Okay. Um, yeah. So a big, you know, and now now a fight starts with her militia and all the cops. Uh, and uh, Aiden Foster uh, tries to get her, you know, tells her, ma'am, I recommend we get out of here. As sniper bullets zing around them. Uh, we get another moment where we learn again, yet again, that Ben does not understand anything about firearms. Um, oh, yeah. Because he refers to the rounds being shot at them as heavy caliber 7.62 millimeter rounds, which I assume means he's referring to like 7.62 by 51 NATO, uh, uh, which is essentially 308, which is... A sizable bullet, but is also legally a handgun round. Um, okay. So that's fun. Um, Take I mean, your it's, word it's, for it. I yeah. mean, uh, yeah. What an idiot, Ben. I, <laughs> yeah, all right. wrong I mean, guns. I know totally. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say that, but yeah, it's it's silly. It's it's just. It's, well, he's it's also the guy uh, yeah. who, whenever guns are brought up, is like libs don't understand guns. They don't even know what they yeah. mean when they talk about. It. It's like, well, Ben. I mean, it, it's not a heavy caliber. It's it's an it's a normal caliber. It's like a full size rifle caliber. But it's it's anyway, whatever. Fucking I I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm splitting hairs now. But I know it matters to Ben that he be seen oh, as absolutely. understanding guns. It matters um, to him that you know that he's wrong about this. Yes, yes, yes. I do. It does. So okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you have a plan? She yelled at Foster above the ear-splitting whine of the bullets. Uh, hell no, he said. But I'll bet they do. In the distance, the cavalry was coming. Soledad soldiers, at least a dozen bearded, gun-toting men on their steel horses, riding directly towards the SWAT lines. She could see it in the distance. Pickett's hog charge. Con comparing them to Confederate cavalry. That's good. That's that's fun. Yeah, the good guys here. Um, um, my um, my head's gonna fucking explode. <laughs> oh no, boy! No, no. Uh, so Don't the SWAT formed up and turned to face them, guns at the ready. Uh, which is when the chopper began to groan. It sputtered, crackled, and then dropped to the ground what? right at the SWAT lines. It spiraled what? out of control, scattering Wait, what the happened? SWAT. I don't know because Ben is a terrible fucking writer. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so the helicopter uh, crashed? Yeah, it's it sure does. What the it, it, the horses make it nervous. Yeah, it kills all the SWAT guys. They're crying for their mothers. <laughs> ben writes that in. Uh, Soledad's Wait, horrified really? uh, as they burn to death. Yeah. Wait, what? This is so weird. What? Mm -hmm. They get out of there because the chopper randomly falls out of the sky and kills all the SWAT team uh, members? No, no. It turns out, I think I think what happens is Aiden Foster, the SWAT team member uh, who just couldn't see her get killed, shot the helicopter okay. out of the air. <laughs> 
still what? And killed his own men. He yeah. Can't, wait. So he switches. He switches the narrative <laughs> to talk from Aiden's point of view. Yeah. But cannot describe Aiden doing that to the helicopter. No. Uh, of course not. Okay. Just no. We're just left checking. to we're left to piece that together uh, after it gets shot out of the sky. And because Aiden... if he didn't do that, and if we were if it was Soledad describing the thing, it would make sense that she doesn't know what's happening. Oh no, the helicopter yeah. fell out. Yeah, of and the then sky. she looks it's back chaos. and she sees him with you know smoke curling out of the barrel exactly. of his rifle and tears in his eyes. You know, uh, but no, because Ben is again very bad at writing. <laughs> well, I think what's clear. To me, I pro- I'm probably I'm sure I've, I've said this at other times. He's just so clearly writing something that he wants to have made into a movie. Like, he's Absolutely. not even thinking about oh, this yeah. as a book. He's like, oh, this will look tight. Yeah. yeah and there's no, no, a, under, there's no yeah. the, the hardest thing when you're when you're writing fiction like this is uh, maintaining a, an understanding of space, of geography, of where things are, and and making it clear to the reader where things are, uh, especially in an action scene like that. It's hard to do. Um, and Ben doesn't even really try. Like, we have no idea. As these bikers are rushing towards these SWAT lines, we have no clear idea where the SWAT lines are, what they look like. You know, are there fortifications? What direction are these guys coming from? Where were they before that allows them to be, like, charging at the SWAT team? Like, none. no attempt is made to make that clear. Just like no attempt is made to let us know what has actually happened to the helicopter. Because Ben is or, a terrible writer. Yeah, or why nobody knows that kid's name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's all like, it's all like weird, like uh, his idea of what tropes are. Like, it's a lot of, they're not even like tropes necessarily. It's like, oh, and then he says, like, they, they, they do like a cookie bit, right? Yeah. Because people do the cookie stuff. And it's, yeah. I, yeah. I do want to see this movie, though. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, Aiden Foster uh, bodily picked her up and put her on a motorcycle behind one of the militiamen. She clung to his leather jacket as he twisted. Again, Wait a minute, where did he get a leather I, I, jacket? I thought it was a SWAT guy. What? What yeah, okay, so basically what happens is a, a gun there's a gunfight going on now. A bunch of the SWAT guys are dead, and now the the the, the militiamen are having a gunfight with the surviving SWAT guys. And Aiden Foster, you know, it puts her on the puts her on the back of a motorcycle to be spirited away to safety. And I just to give you an idea of how badly this paragraph is written, we start First sentence of the paragraph, Foster bodily picked her up and put her on a motorcycle behind one of the militiamen. She clung to his leather jacket as he twisted the throttle and peeled out, spinning his, like... Oh, so it's a militiaman's leather jacket, the, not It's a militiaman who is the second he in this after we That's start by That's a really bad it. sentence. Yeah. Oh! Also, oh, I have a wow. question. That was so unclear. Even yeah, if, just really as you poorly like, written. Yeah, yeah. Because he's a bad writer. He's a bad terrible, the, terrible the, writer. Oh, when you said bodily, is it bodily like B O D I L Y or like bodily? Is that even B- a word? Like B O D I L Y. Yeah, okay. yeah. He bodily picked her up as if there's another terrible. way to pick someone up. Terrible. He picked her up. <laughs> like, God. How, how how else would you pick someone up but bodily? You, like cut like thirty percent of the words you're using. Could ben. you? Could you pick, maybe you just pick them up by the ankle and lift their whole body, but just by the ankle, and so then you're ankly picking them up? I don't know. Um, I, I ne- used his hands to <laughs> bodily pick her up with, with uh, against gravity's will. God. God damn it, Ben Shapiro. You are 
horrible at the thing that clearly matters more to you than anything else. Than anything um, else. Yeah. Oh, uh, good God. Um, yeah, so the last paragraph of this terrible chapter. Um, <laughs> Don't look back, Soledad whispered to herself. Don't look back. But she did. Just long enough to see, in the distance, some of the flaming men go out, leaving nothing but smoking this chars of flesh. is... Horrible Absurd. sentence. <laughs> Horrible sentence. But she did, comma, just long enough to see, comma, in the distance, comma, some of the flaming men go out, comma, leaving nothing but smoking chars of flesh. No, you made up that many comments. No, you made up I, that punctuation. I fucking did not. That oh is my. how Ben. That is Ben Shapiro constructing a sentence. I don't think he has an as editor. As if he's only like he he writes sentences as if he's only heard of grammar by it being like described to him by a witch doctor around a fucking fire. Like it's. <laughs> he obviously doesn't have an editor. Mm-hmm. He like read he like read a Chuck Palahniuk book and he's like wow all of Chuck's sentences are like three words long and they're all these periods. Yeah. I should, wanna, oh my god! Hey, do you want to know who does have ha, have an editor? This podcast and uh, it's time to uh, do an ad break. The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Countless crazy tournaments you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Constantly changing challenges like money sprees or treasure hunts that keep it fresh with new wild minigames. Timed events offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums, delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches, unique playing pieces, and so much more. The verdict is in with Monopoly Go. There's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now for free on the App Store and Google Play. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. 
Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back. Every We're back. time we um every time we do one of these Ben Shapiro episodes, I'm nervous at the start that I'll just be like reading you guys a chapter and nothing entertaining will happen. Oh. And every time I am immediately reminded, no, Ben is just bad enough that this will never not be fun to do. Oh, absolutely. One hundred percent. There's always some sort of a treasure buried in here. Yeah. Not even buried, just sitting on the surface. No, it's waiting just like yeah. on the surface is like it's like a, Here's yeah, some treasure. you're like trying to yeah. you're trying to clean a, a a pool with one of those little scoopers, but it's just like oh, there's gold everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so our next chapter, oh, everyone's gonna be excited about this. We're back with Levon, uh, oh. our our yeah, our gang are. leader who's friends uh-huh. with obviously an Al Sharpton insertion, and who, if you'll remember last time, paid a black child to get murdered by a yep. cop, because yep, that's, that's the right. only way such a situation that's could ever occur. That's <laughs> oh, why God. it happens. Um, good God. Uh, fuck. Just, like, Ben so, Shapiro. So, uh, uh, just the, like... It, the nature of his racism is so much more offensive to me, and obviously... I'm a white guy, uh, but it's so much more offensive to me than like an actual straight up clans member, because at least yeah. that guy really knows he's a racist, whereas Ben Shapiro is certain that he is doing the opposite of racism 100%. while being shockingly racist. It's so it's so fascinating and frustrating to watch mm-hmm. every sentence. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you not? I mean, you know, he knows yeah. um, at some level he knows. Yeah. Levon felt the air around him crackle with energy. It was something he had felt before, just before a fight. The switch that went off in the brain that notched the senses higher and made them more sensitive. Then, oh, my God. Oh my God. Making a uh, number of things clear. I'm sorry. Senses and sensitive can't be right there in the same no, sentence. No, they also, shouldn't. It, he said before twice within like yep. five words. He absolutely did. It's a terrible sentence and also clear evidence that Ben has never in his life been in a fight. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Yeah. Okay. So here, <laughs> the switch that went off in the brain that notched the senses higher made them more sensitive. Next sentence. The adrenaline flowing through the veins. That's the whole sentence. The adrenaline flowing <laughs> through the veins. Oh, oh. <laughs> Not a sentence, literally... Ben. 
It's just <laughs> it's just the narrator in Fight Club doing yeah. his little like half sentences because like that's the style we're doing. God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, the uh, feeling that you'd burst from the inside out if the fight didn't commence and right quick. <sighs> God damn it. Making it sound very animalistic, isn't he? Oh. Uh, How yeah. is he so oh my bad God. at everything? I wanted to write all books. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. He's so um, bad at everything. He can't do anything it's just remarkable yeah what the fuck okay uh so this felt like those fights multiplied exponentially that's because levon knew he wasn't alone this time <laughs> well, it sorry, wasn't multiplied exp- okay, multiplied ahead, exponentially yes it's so dense like there's so many just layers like, don't, we to don't the need, shittiness don't, of this right gross. i don't want to like parse every single like five word <laughs> phrase but my god but by god we have to we just have to <laughs> That's because Levon knew that he wasn't alone this time. It wasn't him taking on some gang rival or him debating some white Republican club sucker at the U. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fucking Ben. This was going to be flames and blood and struggle and power. This was going to be death and mayhem and hope and glory. This was going to be fucking big. All Levon needed was the cue. He'd discuss the cue ahead of time with the Reverend. It would come on television during a press conference Big Jim planned to hold with the mayor in the aftermath of the Kendrick Malone killing. The killing of another. Uh, It's bad. (laughs) It's real bad. Yeah. The killing of another young, innocent black man at the hands of the racist white establishment. The police targeting a kid, an unarmed kid, for God's sake, just because he happened to be black and happened to be out at night at the wrong time. The shooting had worked out precisely according to the plan. Levon had one of his boys give little Kendrick a $20 bill to go and harass the cop. Kendrick, of course, thought it was just a piece of good, clean fun. Messing with white cops was a rare joy, made you feel like more of a man. And with all the big boys telling him how he'd be a boss, in the neighborhood if he baited the cop. He'd been enthusiastic. He probably looked forward to coming home and telling his buddies how he'd told that cracker-ass pig to go to hell, stared right at him and cursed him to his face, made the pig back down. Kendrick knew he was supposed to go for his toy gun. They told him it would be a joke, that the cop wouldn't do anything, that the cop would pussy out. Of course, Levon knew better. No cop could sit still when somebody went for the waistband. Police procedure dictated what happened next. Which Ben, you you almost got something there. Yeah. You almost realized something <laughs> there. Like, so he got a little too close. close and then backed away yeah. from it. Maybe a system in which the only possible response to a child pulling out a toy gun is murder uh, has some problems. Well, but what no. I hate about this is that he is not aware of it. He's like getting so close and he just he, he thinks it's OK for a cop to pull out their gun. In this situation yeah. is essentially what he's saying. Like we're tricking mm-hmm. the cops into pulling their guns. No, they they did it. They did the, they the thing it. that they, they shouldn't do. To. They do. Yeah. No, it's just like the his the we talked about it last time. I think just like the conspiracy aspect of this is just so uh, bizarre and like weirdly yeah. insulting. Like you could you're, you could yeah. A, yes. a, a competent writer trying to have something similar happen, you know, uh, have a have a have a black gang leader um, who attempts to use this as the the cue to spark an uprising. Um, you could you could just have them try to make use of a normal police killing, 
just Which have happens. it happen. Just, <laughs> just have, have it the happen. thing happen that happens yeah. all the have time. Have it be just a normal tragedy that then a person takes advantage of. <laughs> right, like that's like that's <laughs> yeah. even closer to like what how Ben views everything anyway. Yeah. So like, but yeah. why manufacture this weird like everybody's ah? Oh, there's there's a conspiracy. Ben is such a bad writer that he can't even effectively advance his own bullshit narratives because of his incompetence. Well, right, because, um, like, that's actually, like, an interest, like, that would be baseline interesting in terms of, yeah. like, art or, like, a novel. Like, oh, yeah. wow, they're using this thing to do this thing. I disagree with this, but, like, this yeah, other thing is I bad. Can, you there's can, an actual there's a, yeah. conflict there. Yeah, you could have, like, a like a black special forces veteran turned gang leader who's, like, has developed this deep hatred for the American empire due to having his friends die and the PTSD he's accrued. And, you know, he's he's trained in actually setting up an insurgency. And then there's a murder by a police officer of a black kid, and he uses it as an opportunity to, like, you know, set something into motion that will destroy this empire. And then you have an interesting character and you have an interesting situation. Yeah. And you can, like, uh, you can actually have a story. <laughs> like, right, you are engaged yeah. in like actually struggle yes. with because like some sort of like gray area and like the morality and ethics yeah. are like yeah in, co- in conflict with each other but he's just like well what if like he's just gonna go fucking like, evil he's evil yeah <laughs> what if he's evil and he pays the, the people to die <laughs> he God. paid the boy to die because a because a an eight or nine year old black boy living in the inner city uh, wouldn't know that pulling a toy gun on a cop would very easily lin- lead to his death. Wouldn't know the right. thing that literally every black boy in the entire nation knows. Literally happened. Like, didn't this book come out in, like, 2016? Yes. Yes, it did, Cody. Like, it's... Oh, my God, Ken. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's amazing. So, and of course, because (laughs) everything has to be ridiculously contrived, Levon didn't just set up the boy encountering the cop. He destroyed all of the other cameras, but one in the neighborhood that had the right angle for the the shot he wanted to have played on a a, a nightly TV. Um, One angle, one tape, one million replays on nightly news. The headline writers couldn't help themselves. Eight-year-old unarmed black boy shot dead by white cop, blared the free press. Murderer, screamed the headline on the New York Daily News. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Um, Ben knows how headlines is writ. (laughs) Well, the phrase one million replays on the nightly news Mm -hmm. isn't a thing. Those words don't go together. <laughs> you know, what do Cody, you mean? <laughs> it's absolutely not a thing. It's That's not, not a how thing. the nightly news works. One million replays on nightly news is not a sentence. <laughs> but I, I think what we're all getting is that literally the only thing that Ben Shapiro understands is being Ben Shapiro, a boy who was plucked out by right wing billionaires to write nonsense on the internet when he was a child, um, and yep. only understands writing right wing nonsense for the internet and yep. getting yeah, paid 100%. millions of dollars. Yes. Yeah. Uh, right, it was. It's that and the combination of wanting to be like a TV writer, um, mm-hmm. and not doing that, and so because now... he's bad at it, he's bad at everything. Ugh! I just thought of all of his like super fan boys that have read his books, and they're like, "Have you read Shapiro's book? It's so good." Mm-hmm. I just have know you read that True Allegiance? People... Oh, I'm a total <laughs> I'm true be, head. I I don't I don't think a single person has had that experience. I don't even <laughs> think Ben Shapiro fans could possibly enjoy this fucking book. Um, it's it's so bad. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, right. yeah. And then Robert hastily 
read the words with his eyes. <laughs> and then <laughs> ocularly. Ocularly. He looked at them. Uh, CNN headlined the case the entire day and the next one as well over on MSNBC the talking heads could barely conceal their excitement on Fox News a few anchors urged caution while others talked of the legacy of racist policing across the country um, the president obviously has to get uh, involved in this and he, he tells Americans the time has come for a great racial conversation in this country too many black boys have been murdered merely for the color of their skin this must end um, which is obviously a, a bad thing to do. Controversial. Uh, oh, clearly. Statement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, the president, uh, Obama doesn't know that the kid was paid money to die. So no, of course not. It's not his fault. So yeah, Levon is now waiting, um, Outside the Coleman A. Young Municipal Center, named after the former mayor of the city, a man who'd been a racial pro in his own right. Don't pro? know what that means. Wait what? A what? <laughs> Does don't that know, mean? Yeah. Don't know what a racial pro is. <laughs> you didn't abbreviate that on your end. That's it's written out. Nope, he was a racial pro. That's how that's pro. written in the fucking book. <laughs> oh boy, howdy. Um. Good, what good God. Mean? What does it mean? So, <laughs> right. Levon says old Coleman's going to make one more sacrifice in the name of racial justice uh, if, if all goes according to plan. Um, yeah. Boy, howdy. So, they're in front of the Spirit of, De uh, the Spirit of Detroit statue, uh, which uh, Levon describes as looking like a constipated Nordic man. Okay. Um, yeah. Behind Levon stood a solid 3,000 of his fellow Detroiters, mostly young black men. Levon had sent out his boys to round up the crowd, and they'd had an easy time of it after the media coverage. Facing the crowd, protecting the statue in a platform set up just before it, stood about 100 cops. Levon noticed a particular lack of weapons. He smiled to himself. Ben really understands how cops work. Yeah, media also, members, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the unarmed cops showing up to this event. Yeah, yeah, I was, just last night, 200 people surrounded, a, or not surrounded, hung out outside of Portland Police Union headquarters, and yeah, they 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 had a ton of weapons <laughs> and used mm. them on us, because that's mm. what cops do to ah, crowds. Ah, yes, ah, yes. Yeah. Ah, I like, yes. I don't know, the first thing I thought when you said, you referenced calling his boys, I mean, just, Ben's never had boys to call. He no. wants that so uh, ben, bad. He ben wishes has he has a, a group of boys he could call. He would love to. Uh, he would love to. But unfortunately, Ben Shapiro isn't capable of doing anything but writing garbage for the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Ben's boys are Dennis Prager. That's who, he, that's who Ben's calling up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Levon smiles when he notices how unarmed the cops are. There's media all over the place interviewing the odd protester here. Uh, yeah, uh, the crowd's going to beat up a lot of people, including Wait, some did media he, members. When, Le uh, when, Levon, when he smiled, did it say he smiled quite happily? Lippily? Lip he lip he, lipwardsly he, he smiled, smiled mouthily. Yeah. Smiled um, with his lips. Yeah, so he says that a couple of reporters are getting caught in the melee is just how it's going to have to be. If they were too well-behaved, the media would dismiss them. A bit of blood got them hot under the collar. A bit of blood made the story hot. The way the media worked, the only way they'd pay attention was if somebody did something extreme. Then they'd defend the action, blame it on the overriding anger at an unfair society. I have to diagram the sentence out. 
This is yeah, a sentence. Please, I, you lost me a little. I am reading a sentence to you. One sentence. Right. Sometimes it's like, is this one sentence? Is this yeah. Like, just like oh yeah. Through yeah. it, or like what's the it was one? Okay. Okay. The way the media worked, comma, the only way they'd pay attention was if somebody did something extreme, dash, and then they'd defend the action, comma, blame it on overriding anger at an unfair society, period. Okay, thank you for doing that. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a sentence okay. that Ben okay. wrote. Yeah. Thinking that was that's a, a sentence. This is a real illuminating sentence. look into how he uh, views the current moment in time. Ben well. is an editor <laughs> for ben a living. Is, he's a bad editor. <laughs> he's a lucky person. Oh, my God. Like, who paid for this book to be, like, written down and then sold to people? <laughs> in- incredible. Um... Yeah, so uh, Levon had his men ringing the edges of the crowd, ready to prevent any non-approved persons from getting too close to the media members. No footage of fools, he'd promised the reverend, uh, and he intended to keep his word. Tonight, Levon intended to be the face on the news. Already, he'd done his best Malcolm X impression. Early Malcolm, not that late-stage Islam means peace pussy shit for the networks. If we don't get what we want, he said, if we don't get justice for Kendrick, this city is going to burn. We've been burning silently for too long. Our poverty burns beneath the surface. Our ignorance burns beneath the surface we've been left for dead in this city just like black boys have been left for dead all over this country and this country must pay a price if there is no justice ben shapiro oh my god yeah (laughs) sorry yep oh god okay i know the very next sentence so the last thing that levon says uh and we're just left to assume he's talking to the media now because Ben doesn't actually make that clear <laughs> here. But but we we can put that together uh, yeah. by by context clues. Yeah, yes. yeah. So that sentence is, and this ju- country may must pay a price if there is no justice. End of Levon's sentence. Next paragraph. The sexy blonde with the short skirt seemed what? turned on what at that point. First, we're what? hearing of her. <laughs> Breathily. What? The sexy blonde? What? <laughs> yeah. Breathily, she asked. Oh. It- <laughs> oh. Oh. I hate it. I hate it, you guys. Oh, you're so bad at writing. And what will justice look like? So he threw in a line. That's just the next sentence. So he threw in a line just for good measure. Justice will be done when people like you live in the mud you've made for us. Only then can we lift each other up. Her eyelashes fluttered. That shit was magic, Levon knew. He'd learned it at the university, too. White co-eds majoring in journalism were a cinch. Just drag them off their civilized perch and let them experience life outside their self-proclaimed white privilege. And And they let you know that you'd be doing them a favor. This is so amazing. This is amazing. So horrifying. Yeah, it's it's. I, you can't even begin to unpack how bad that is. The writing, yeah. awful. What it says about him, awful. Every other sentence in this is so fascinating on so many levels, and like, I just want to give it to like, like, has his wife read this? <laughs> like, did. did do people in his life know like his his, his wife didn't read his this soul? No, oh, no, she definitely she did didn't. She's a doctor. She has things to yeah, do. Yeah, she doesn't have time. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it's very clear that Bill, Ben's editor didn't have time to read this. Nobody no, had time no, to he's read got this. other stuff to do. Yeah. We are the first people to read this. So um, the mayor uh, shows up at the Nordic man statue to, to address the crowd. Wait, uh, sorry, and, real quick. Mm-hmm. You're saying it's his part of the chapter, right? It's not his chapter? Because it's his chapter. It's his chapter. It is? Okay, so it's not a bouncy thing. 
It might. We're like, we're Who good. knows? That could, that could have the next paragraph. Fair enough, fair enough. This is a Ben Shapiro book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we meet the mayor. Mayor comes up. He he got his job after the last guy went to jail for being corrupt. Um, he, yeah, yeah. Uh, now Democrat. he raped his pipe, those- pasty white forehead with a handkerchief. He adjusted his glasses. He looked down at his notes. I, his voice broke. I have just met with area leaders as well as civil rights leaders across the country. Why is the mayor meeting with them across the... Anyway, uh, and I can say to all of you that our investigation will be full and fair and that justice will be done. What justice? Levon shouted at the top of his lungs. The shout rang out like a gun report in the cold night air. Justice will be done, the mayor continued. Officer Ricky O'Sullivan has been suspended from duty pending a full investigation. This deeply troubling incident has stirred the conscience of Americans from border to border. But I promise you, justice will not rest until the tragedy of Kendrick Malone. What justice? What justice? Levon was chanting now at the top of his lungs. A few scattered voices joined in. Mayor Burns, momentarily flustered, clutched at the pages of his prepared remarks. The voices grew, pounding angry, steady. What justice? What justice? What justice? Trying to be heard over the chant, also terrible chant, uh, trying to be heard over the chant, the mayor continued now. Reverend Crawford began nodding softly. Until the tragedy of Kendrick Malone is answered for with truth, we must uncover all the facts. Burns suddenly stumbled backwards as a rock struck him in the scalp. Almost in Wait, slow motion, I'm, his arm... <laughs> yes? Scalp is, was a weird choice. Hit yeah, him in the head. Yeah. Yeah, in his scalp. No, in his scalp. Uh, And almost in slow motion, his arms stretched for air, circling in a nearly comic pinwheel. He teetered on his heels for just a moment. So he almost did a few things. (laughs) He almost did a number of things. Yeah, so he falls. um, And Ben lets us know that he has a large butt, uh, and he falls on it. Uh Um, And then, yeah, a bunch of people, the whole crowd starts throwing shit. Uh, Molotov cocktails start being tossed. Uh... Sail over the the yeah, smash into the statue and and get on the cops. People get lit on fire. The cops shoot tear gas everywhere. Um, yeah, now we have a, a a big old a big old riot. This is not the first time he's described people being burned alive. Yeah, right. Yeah, like it's, the, the something he thinks about the Bundy a lot, stuff, clearly. People, a bunch of people are burning alive at the end of that. Yeah, it's the most violent this, thing he the can last imagine. Chapter, yeah, because he hasn't ever seen violence. Right, he, um, like he's like, I, it's yeah. gotta go, it's gotta go wild. They're yeah. all on fire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, things start to go crazy. Random gunshots in the crowd. Uh, media members jabbering madly into their microphones, ducking, playing war correspondent, and then Reverend Jim Crawford standing tall and proud in his immaculately tailored suit. So the fucking Al Sharpton guy gets up and yells at everybody to stop, and the street. The whole street goes quiet and the riot stops. Uh, and that's apparently the moment that Levon engineered was starting a riot that would then be stopped instantly by this reverend because everybody at the riot knew to take this one man's cue to stop rioting when they started mm-hmm. rioting because that's yeah. the way riots work. That's how things work. Oh, yeah. hush. Ben has been to riots, guys. He understands crowd psychology. He went to a college. He did go to a college. He did attend he you know did. who else went to college? Ads? Uh, <laughs> yep, the wait, products wait, and services wait, wait. that support this podcast. The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Countless crazy tournaments you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Constantly changing challenges like money sprees or treasure hunts that keep it fresh with new wild mini games. 
Timed events offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums, delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches, unique playing pieces, and so much more. The verdict is in with Monopoly Go. There's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now for free on the App Store and Google Play. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are we are back. We have returned. Um, oh, good God. We have returned <laughs> uh, re- returnally. <laughs> yeah. That okay. was wonderful. We've returned mentally. They have come back. We're in Tehran, Iran. 
America has fallen. The transformation from Dar al-Harb to Dar al-Islam has begun. Muhammad watched, transfixed. <laughs> Is this the fucking emperor? <laughs> Already. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. Ibrahim Ashami's eyes glowed brightly as they always did when he was excited. What? <laughs> it's literally just describing Emperor Palpatine. What? Yeah. Glowing yellow, snaky eyes. It was a peculiar quality that attracted many of his followers. They saw in that glow a fiery hope, warm and consuming, hope for a better world. The teacher, they said, brought hope. That's good, Ben. They, he brought hope. They brought a fiery <laughs> hope. The teacher brought yeah. hope. Thank you for telling us that three times a different oh way. Oh, my God. Wait, say. read that again. I yeah. thought you were repeating yourself. No, no, no. They saw in that glow a fiery hope, warm and consuming. New sentence. Hope for a new world. New sentence. The teacher, they said, brought hope. Oh. Oh. that. Oh, that last one really <laughs> made me... Yeah. Oh, I. It's bad. You know, mm-hmm. he's probably like, "This is good. This is good." You, mm-hmm. you insert you gotta, as many hopes as possible. You have to really. That's good writing. Really, people love it, it when you when you re- repeat the same very basic point. Repeat three mm-hmm. times in the space of two sentences. Man, that second one wasn't like mm-hmm. egregious. Like, okay, you're like, yeah, you're being repetitive, yeah. and it's not great, but it's not like. <laughs> It well, you know, Ben Ben is a, a scholar fall. of literature, and uh, I think you know he he is a big fan. You all know that 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 famous Ernest Hemingway uh, uh, short story uh, for sale: baby shoes never worn because the baby's dead. The baby didn't get a chance to wear the shoes. <laughs> the baby never wore the shoes that were bought for it. That that one. Yeah, the perfect the, per- the perfect story. Uh, bre- brevity is the soul written. of uh, I don't know talking too much or whatever. <laughs> okay, so here's I assume I assume this is the teacher talking. Ben just jumps right into the quotations, and we're kind of left to figure out that it's the teacher talking. But he doesn't say the teacher anyway. It's bad writing again. Today's attack has ensured that the crippled and weakened infidel giant that was the United States will never rise again. That's one sentence. The emptiness and degradation of that perverse country has been wiped away and the glorious reign of Allah has begun. Another sentence. Those that rejected Allah followed vanities and Allah has destroyed them. Today, America has seen that those who reject Allah and hinder men from the path of Allah, their deeds will Allah win- render astray. God damn it, Ben. <laughs> That's a sentence. Today, comma, America has seen that those who reject Allah and hinder men from the path of Allah, dash, their deeds will Allah render astray. That's a sentence, Ben Rowe. Oh, no, it's yeah. not Is it a though? Is it a sentence? <laughs> it is not a sentence, Katie. It really Thank quite you for asking. Unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, what are these fucking people have to do with this hey ben here's the thing that you might do as a writer uh writing about you know an islamic extremist uh, emir preaching listen to a single speech by one of these guys of which there are thousands on the internet to understand how they actually talk or just or just take from one of them take from right, a real just speech. literally yeah, just like, alter it a little bit <laughs> sometimes that like writers can do that ben but no he he, he he's, he's got a pretty good handle on how Islamic extremists talk. Yes. Okay. So yeah, this goes on for a little while. Uh, 
Oh my god. A drop of sweat rolled down Ashami's craggy face and embedded itself in his scraggly beard. Ashami had lost weight in his three years in the mountains of Tora Bora, but he was finally putting it back on now that he was ensconced in his complex in Tehran. The government had granted it to him out of gratitude for his prior efforts against the great Satan, with a yearly stipend that enabled him to live comfortably, which is funny because of the whole Iran was fighting against... Islamic anyway whatever 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 the actual history of Iran and Afghanistan does not matter at all because Ben doesn't know it um <laughs> there are so many things that have been offensive in these few brief mm-hmm. chapters and this is just so offensive to be writing yeah. about something that he knows nothing about not, not a it's, single solitary goddamn thing about it's so um, grotesque yeah no no funny jokes here just ugh. yeah 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 yeah. So, uh, yeah. The da, da da da. He does some. He does some evil Muslim talking. And uh, well, actually, Ooh. no. We just we just continue to describe, uh, uh, his his fucking room and shit. Uh, and it's it's bad. I just can't yeah. stand the uh, the the adjectives. I can't. Take no, they're it. horrible. They're horrible. <laughs> like the they're... the wa- the watery sweat dripped down his craggy face into his scraggly beard in his pointed chin, just like just uh whatever. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Yeah. Ashami <laughs> pointed at the camera. Muhammad, his youngest recruit, an attractive boy of seventeen, struggling to grow a scraggly beard. Only way what? Ben knows how to describe a Muslim oh, beard. Have just, you seen any no. of these guys? They're not scraggly beards. They have really fucking big beards, They're Ben. Well it's kind They're of well, a thing. It's <laughs> like, Oh, my God. Also, like, he he really wanted to grow a scraggly beard. That's the mm-hmm. goal? No, he, he's a fucking little kid. He wants to grow a beard. Any beard. He, yeah, any beard. Yeah, and he's, he's an Islamic extremist, which means he wants one of those big full beards that they put, like, fucking orange dye in because that's what they fucking do. There's a million pictures of these guys. Like, scraggly isn't something he would, the, the kid would think. Yeah. It's what well, Ben thinks of their beards. Yeah, because, yeah. because a full beard is something Ben considers manly and is probably angry that he cannot grow himself. Himself, and so Islamic extremists have to have scraggly beards like the ones that Ben grows. <laughs> like, yeah. that, that's my well, I theory. Mean, that's, that's it. Well, like, I mean, it's that it's, a lot of it comes down to that one tweet of his, right? Air, uh, Israelis like to build stuff. Uh, Arabs like to yeah. live in sewage and bomb crap. He thinks yeah. they all live in dirt, so they look like dirt and they have mm-hmm. scraggly beards because yeah. that means yeah. they live in dirt. They can't that's even get beards right. These they can't Muslims. Even get beards right. They're primitive yeah. fire. Yeah, like, uh, God. it's it's amazing. Um, okay, so uh, he talks to Muhammad about how they're going to the weapons we got from the infidels in Iraq uh, will be deployed, um, which I think is Saddam's weapons of mass destruction, which you if you remember will employ. So these are um, these are Sunni extremists who were in Afghanistan, presumably with Al Qaeda, and are now in Shia Iran, which did, to be fair, happen a few times, but it was never a particularly comfortable arrangement for anybody involved. Um, and they have are getting access to, through kind of an unclear provenance, the weapons of mass destruction that Saddam Hussein had spirited out of Iraq and into, I, th- I think it was either Iran or Syria. None of it makes any sense to anyone who, like, has even the vaguest level of understanding yeah. of Middle Eastern politics. But this is what's happening. Um, Great. Yeah, awesome. Muhammad bit his lip. And by great, lip. I mean awful, awful. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Also, I like it. if Iran is 
on board with this sort of thing. They have chemical weapons. Like, you don't have to have Saddam, but whatever. You have to have Saddam right. have had the weapons because then it justifies the war in Iraq. Sure, yeah. That bin loves. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. Muhammad bit his lip. Ashami saw it. I see that you are worried, he said. Do not fear. Does not the Quran How he say. He bite his lip through a scraggly beard. <laughs> Does not the Quran say, those who have said our Lord is Allah and then remained on a right course, the angels will descend upon them, saying, do not fear and do not grieve, but receive good tidings of paradise. That's Again, a, so offensive. Not a super relevant quote, Ben. Just I, like picking something. Yeah. Yeah. It's anyway. like it's like literally a quote saying like, yeah, if you're on the right course, uh, God will, will make you feel good about it. Um, yeah. But not a particularly, I don't know. It's not the kind of thing that you would quote to somebody in a moment like this. I don't yeah. think. But I think it just demonstrates yeah. him not caring enough to do real research. No, he Googled a single passage from the Quran yeah. that he felt like was vaguely appropriate and threw it in there. Um, so, yeah. Uh, do, do, do. The sound of the afternoon wasn uh, wafted into the room. He took a deep breath and then pulled a disposable cell phone and dialed. A man's voice answered at the other end. He spoke with a thick Russian accent. yes. <laughs> he said yes in a thick Russian accent. <laughs> yeah, Tomorrow, Ashami said, then hung up abruptly. That's their conversation. He turned to Mohammed. Go, Mohammed, and Allah will go with you. As Mohammed left, Ashami knelt on his prayer rug. When he got up, he turned to the door and smiled. There, standing before him, was a large American man in a military uniform. He wore a blindfold. Welcome, General Hawthorne, Ashami oh. said. Yeah, we're back to Brett Hawthorne. Oh, yes, Brett, yes. Gosh. Well, no, actually, we're back um, to we're back to Mohammed because he's oh, sipping some tea yeah, at a cafe now, a uh, classy uh, I, cafe. Yeah, of course. I would like to uh, just point out uh, just another tip to Ben. Mm -hmm. um, you didn't need to say he pulled out a disposable cell phone. Um, and then yeah. have the conversation, you say he pulled out a cell phone, you have the conversation happen, and then you see him throw the cell phone away. Yeah, sure, you see yeah. him like cra crush it underfoot or something. That's a good note. It's a good note, Indicate Cody. to us, the reader, that Maybe he it, it hands it off to a... Uh, Without being yeah, expository. Yeah, he just, yeah, you could have it even if you want this guy to be really cool. You get him just hold the phone out and like an underling knows to take it and, and destroy it immediately because like exactly. that's just the operation this guy has going. Uh, but, but yeah, Ben's bad at writing. Um, so let's get to this next part. Muhammad glanced nervously around Cafe Nadari as he sipped his nana tea. It was a classy joint, and everyone wore a suit. It was a business cafe located in the lower level of a hotel. It wasn't the kind of place that would kick up any sort of fuss in a western city, but in Tehran, it was a rarity. Ben doesn't know a goddamn thing about this part of the world. I haven't been to Iran. I've been to places that are much poorer than Iran in the Middle East, and they have a fuckload of cafes like that. You know why? Because it's a huge fucking part of culture in the Middle East yeah. to sit at cafes and drink motherfucking tea. It's an enormous thing. They do it all the time. They have tons of them. They're all over the fucking place. Like, <laughs> but no, this is one of the only nice cafes in Tehran, a city that prides itself on its fucking tea. Anyway, fucking, fucking Robert, Ben. no, no. <laughs> I, I don't think you understand, Robert. Um, they yeah. live in dirt. They're, they live in dirt. Yeah, they live in dirt I, and filth. Yeah, clearly yeah. you're mistaken, Robert. Um, maybe maybe the people with the scraggly beards go to wherever you're talking about, but this is a yeah. real fancy place. Yeah, it's the last non-Islamic cafe in the city. It brags about that. Mm. The last non-Islamic cafe uh, uh -huh. in Tehran. Um, it's the the last one. The last one. Uh, that, anyway. One. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so, uh, yeah, they're doing, he's having some sort of meeting there um, with some guy named Andre. I'm guessing that's the Russian. 
Um, it also had the benefit of maintaining a solidly anti-regime reputation. Not a great thing. I, I don't. So, like, what do you what do you think Iran has been like? Is it is it so oppressive that like this is the only non-Islamic cafe, or is it open enough that you can have a solidly anti like a, <laughs> right, a right, reputedly right. anti-regime cafe exist in the city and it be fine? Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Intellectuals and writers hung out in packs and tra- talked treason. What do you think? <laughs> ben, god damn it like be consistent about your wrongness about a place i don't like uh, no god damn it yeah he got that was, from watching hamilton okay, okay this is fucking amazing <laughs> intellectuals and writers hung out in packs and talked treason for that reason regime informers populated the place it was the last location western intelligence agencies would watch the last location they're going to watch is this cafe filled with people talking treason against the Iranian <laughs> regime. That's the last place they're Unreal. going to watch? What do you, you how, God, everything is so wrong about his conception of the fucking world. Like, of just like reality and like how, like not even, because it's not even like having yeah. specific knowledge about the region, although that's yeah. clearly a problem. It's Bafflingly like, wrong, yeah. If you say this thing, regardless of where mm-hmm. it is, and then you say this other thing, they yeah. contradict each other intrinsically. You think the CIA, like you think okay, so let's let's imagine. Let's imagine in Ben's world the 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 undercover CIA operatives who exist in Tehran talking about where they should spend their resources scoping out. Hey, there's this famous anti-regime cafe, the only non-Islamic cafe in the city. Lots of treasonous intellectuals go there. Probably not worth our time, right? No, we should be no, there at all. No, Fuck no, that there shit. Are better yeah. places. There are better places. Yeah, that tracks. That tracks. Yeah. Also, that sounds again, like being spies. <laughs> just unimportant. Just don't use the word yeah. reason two words yeah. after you use the word treason. Yeah. Yeah. Also bad. Um, God damn it, Ben. So uh, yeah, they're 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 meeting this cafe because nobody's nobody's going to suspect yeah, that the cafe bo- where treasonous people gather is where terrorists will gather. Um, yeah, uh, Muhammad had complete faith in Ashami. Ashami was the man who had taught him the emptiness of secularism, the beauty of belief. He was a master strategist who had launched several substantial attacks on targets ranging from embassies to hotels to restaurants in America, Europe, and Israel. He is with Allah, and I am with him. Muhammad thought. I also enjoy that it's like country, continent, country uh, is where this guy's attacks have been. We don't need to specify. Uh. <laughs> like, you don't say something like he was the master strategist behind the Paris bombing of 2011 or, you know, the the, the nightclub attack in, right. in Spain that claimed 31 lives. We don't because why would you write like a writer? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, so this kid's, kid's waiting for this Russian. He's got a satchel. Um, yeah, what, what uh, is the satchel like, though? Like what? Like it, it's what got a shaving kit that he bought just to avoid suspicion for some reason. But he'd also okay. tossed it immediately. I don't know why Ben is telling us all this. Um, okay, so he's got a bunch of money. He doesn't in a bag. know why either. Yeah, this guy, Maybe this Russian guy's up, late. Right? They're having a trying to have a meeting, but this Russian guy's fucking late. Um, oh, oh, God. Okay, here we go. Uh, had Android been followed by the Americans? Had he been taken out of, out of play by the Israelis? What if every minute he stayed here, the Zionists were drawing closer? He had heard the stories about the Jewish devils, about how they had blown the heads off of nuclear scientists with their headrest bombs, about how their computer specialists had stifled the Iranian nuclear program. If they knew what he was planning, the sons of pigs and monkeys would surely take him out of play. 
using out of play again twice in, in a paragraph yeah, too. That's yeah, fun. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm sure it's a phrase yeah. that they use a lot too culturally. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. So okay, uh, I guess this guy comes in eventually. Uh, do 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 do. Someone's um, stupid. The Russian. Written, the first thing the uh, Russian says, he's surprised because the Russian's short, uh, and the Russian says, "You expected Dolph Lundgren, perhaps?" And of course, Muhammad doesn't know who that is. Um, also, not really sure that a lot of Russians know who Dolph. Yeah. Lundgren. He's not like he's not yeah. like a famous guy in Russia, I don't think. But maybe I'm wrong on that one. I don't right, know much I mean, about Russian culture. He's Swedish. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No, he played a Russian in a movie. So a Russian Russian in a movie. So so a Russian would use Dolph Lundgren (laughs) as his immediate go-to cultural touchstone for a tall person when talking to an Iranian. (laughs) You're like talking to an Iraqi, and you're like, oh yeah, like the villain from True Lies or something. Like that would actually work because they've all seen every American action movie fucking imaginable. But I, I. yeah. Um, <laughs> bad example. Point B. Bad example. He's Swedish. What are you talking about, yeah. man? Yeah. I, un, unreal. Uh, yeah. Uh, nonsense. It's not often I get to eat well in this country. Oh, boy. Yeah. So the, the, the Russian says, yeah, you can't, can't eat well in Iran, a, a country that famously has no cuisine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God, he has such a fucking low opinion. It's, it's unbelievable. It's amazing. Yeah. What? Yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, they uh, go outside and he hail a cab. You know, a bunch of just bullshit stuff that Ben is trying to make it seem like an exciting spy thing, but is actually incredibly boring. Oh, and then the chapter ends with nothing, uh, nothing happening. Nothing happening <laughs> other than this guy giving him a suitcase. That's the whole thing. The, the, the whole kid gets chapter? a suitcase from this Russian. That's the whole chapter. That's the that's whole chapter. Wow. Yeah. That's it's what, just him that's nervous. What's getting it, yeah. me Where excited are the people to the burning alive? Yeah, no one burnt alive in this chapter. What the fuck? Unreal. Ben? So we have, I'm very excited, guys. We, we, we have just now turner. entered, having finished that chapter, we have now entered part two Collapse. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! Wait and a second! What? Wait a second! This is Wait part, a, we're entering part two. We we have just which, entered like, part two, Cody. From like a storytelling perspective, uh, yes. another <laughs> word for that, another term might be like act two. Yeah. So no, no, uh, part- what you're saying is act one ends with a briefcase being delivered. Yeah. Yeah, and a and a uh, that boy heading to the airport with the briefcase. Yeah, that's a, a cliffhanger. And wow. random insults about Iranian cuisine, yes. which is fantastic, by the way. Um, really anyway, crossing that threshold into adventure, deeply event. frustrating. Also, part one is before part two is collapse. Um, uh oh, great <laughs> words to choose. So, <laughs> that's so bad. That's, oh my god. Oh, so that's we, so we all just like those don't match last, at all. Two and a half episodes have been us getting through before, and now chapter so one, after collapse, is oh. and you're all going to be excited for this. Bread Hawthorne. Oh shit! Oh, wow. Fuck yeah! Finally! Oh, yeah, Fuck yeah! yeah, yeah we're yeah, back yeah, to bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we doing that today, or is that going to be next episode? I, I feel like we've got to. If, if we've got the time, we've got to roll through a little bit, a little bit of a bread H. Be, I be feel Hoth. right. He's our protagonist. Um, yeah, and because Ben is such a good writer, um, yeah. he's been he's been like teasing it. It's like pretty soon mm-hmm. 
we're gonna get a second chapter with our main yeah. character. I bet he'll bite the empty magazine <laughs> of his gun again. <laughs> Tomorrow. The word hung in the air for a moment. Spoken in Arabic, not meant for his ears. Brett was sure of that. Oh, God. All three separate sentences. <laughs> he couldn't see a thing. Dash. The blindfold over his eyes prevented him from seeing the room. But the next words confirmed Brett's worst fears. He recognized the voice. God, that's a bad sentence. What that, a bad, the sentence like, is, that's really poorly but, put together. But the next words confirmed Brett's worst fears. Semicolon. He recognized the voice. Oh, fucking horrible. Oh, sentence. that's so bad. Don't <laughs> yeah. you mentioned they're like referring to the words, but it's the voice that the thing that. And, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, God damn it. Ben. How can you be this bad at writing? Yeah, How can you be like, this bad at writing? <laughs> like, it's like, real, it's like literally really your job. Bad. Like, it's not even like you read like mm -hmm. sometimes you read a book and you're like, well, that's mediocre. That's nothing special. This is just bad. Yeah. It's one thing, like, it, it's like, uh, it's one thing to write a book and it'd be like, oh, well, yeah, you know, the story structure was kind of a mess. The character development wasn't super fluid. Like, you know, that's just a thing. It's hard to write books. Anyone who's going, who tries, to, is going to try to write fiction, you're going to have books where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, your character development wasn't great. Or like, mm. you know, the pacing wasn't, you know, was, was off here, off here. But like, this is just the very basic technical facts of how he writes sentences are so bad yeah it's like this bizarre like disjointed like yes. so, like no nothing matches up subjects don't match up and like it's yeah. unclear like it, it's it's like vaguely clear like what the intention is but if you take a second you're like well that doesn't make any sense Bud. If if a if a junior if I were teaching like a, a a creative writing class for junior high school kids and someone turned this in, um, I would I would have a converse I would have to sit down with them and talk about yeah, some things. Right. Yeah. Right. Like I was gonna say like it's not like a it's not a, like a shame thing, but it's like this no. actually okay. We're gonna so like there's some, uh, some structural things that need to be altered here about yeah, the way you were, write. If yeah. I if I were worried about like embarrassing the student in front yeah. of the other students, I'd be like, this is actually a good example of a sentence we should look at and like what yeah. is wrong with this sentence and you don't yeah, why isn't it this doing the job this sentence needs to do every sentence it, needs to do a job let's look at why this one isn't functioning yeah right. yeah and you can kind of do that with every other sentence you can do that with every single sentence in like, this book yeah <sighs> <clears throat> welcome general hawthorne said ibrahama shami in a clipped accent <laughs> what is a clipped accent ben what <laughs> What, what is a clipped accent? What's a God racial pro? Yeah. Brett's captors forced him to his knees. He felt them hit... God damn it. Sentence one. <laughs> Brett's captors forced him to his knees. Period. Sentence two. He felt them hit stone. What? His captors? His... Ben? <laughs> God oh, damn it. God. <laughs> that is... Oh, man. Then he felt a sweaty hand remove the blindfold. That was a sentence. And that was okay. a sentence. That's that a sentence. Was. I know. Not a great sentence, a but a sentence functional is. sentence. Yeah. Before him stood the world's most well-known terrorist since Osama bin Laden, period. Smiling. <laughs> That's the next sentence after that is just smiling. God. Ben, put, oh my God. Put the palanuk down. Like, that's all I can think about when he does shit yeah. like that. I'm like, God. I, I think if Chuck Palahniuk listened to this episode, like, he would, he would, he would feel compelled to correct some things in the world. Yeah, like, like use he more would, verbs, bud. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> uh, I hope you weren't too mistreated on your journey here, Ashami said, turning his back to him. We wouldn't want a famous war hero victimized by, how did you put it in your interviews? 
Barbarians? Brett kept his mouth shut. He knew how this would go, and he knew that the taunting presaged something far more frightening. Instead of listening to Ashami's monologue, Brett quietly scanned the room for tools, anything he could use. He almost didn't notice when Ashami turned back around, thrust his face just inches from his own. God damn it, that's a bad sentence. He almost didn't notice when Ashami turned back around, comma, thrust his face just inches from his own. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Brett oh, could smell. Oh, Brett no, could yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Brett could smell his breath, the faint vestiges of Chelo Koresh still on it. General Hawthorne, Ashami said, I know you and that you are a resourceful man. I also know that your country is a paper tiger and that your president is a weakling. Weaklings watch as the world burns around them, thinking they are safe because they have a mirror and they are lost in the reflection. <laughs> what the fuck is that shit? That's, that's fucking nonsense, Ben. That is, that is fucking nonsense. Which one of you just snorted so adorable? I did. I did. I'm sorry. So I love it. I think, I think this chapter might kill Cody. <laughs> I, just, I don't know that he's going to make it out of this. I just sent Katie a text and I was like, I think this is the happiest I've seen Cody and Robert in like a month. <laughs> I know. Yeah, More than this that. is really cleansing my soul a bit. <laughs> so hard to have a profound thought. <laughs> And to like articulate it in an artful uh, way. Oh, I love you guys so much. <laughs> this is so great. This is why your country will lose. Oh, God. Finally, Brett spoke. America doesn't lose. We just convince ourselves not to win. You're the <laughs> ones who will lose. We don't have to tape beheadings to frighten people into joining us. Quite a pair. A lot of things being expressed there, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Ashami, to Brett's surprise, laughed uproariously, clapped his hands in delight. That was one sentence. Ashami, oh. to Brett's surprise, Ashami, comma, to Brett's surprise, Brett surprise comma, yeah, course, laughed uproariously, <laughs> comma, clapped his hands in delight, period. Fucking hell. Oh, you Americans, you don't understand at all. You're delightfully out of touch. I mean, delightfully until you stop start dropping incendiaries on our children. You spend your lives fat and happy, eating at McDonald's, imagining yourselves superior because you have clean shopping malls and manicured front lawns. Have you ever been to a shopping mall in this part of the... Anyway. But while you filthy, sleep... Robert, yeah. They're filthy, Robert. They're filthy. But while you God. sleep, while you watch your reality television, <laughs> your children sorry, abandon... It's just like, you Americans and your food... And mm-hmm. your your streets, you Americans have streets, and we don't. It's like yeah, oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Your children abandon you, no matter how many Patriot missiles you send against us. Yada yada yada. You see, we offer something you do not—a reason to die. We need not frighten anyone. You do the frightening, because you see, people are not frightened to die or to be killed down deep. Down deep, they are afraid of dying without that death meaning anything. They are afraid that they will die and that a life of playing Xbox and watching your American movies and eating your American food and worshipping themselves will end in the ground and their lives forgotten. And of course they are right. Their lives are meaningless. Brett scoffed. And yours, I suppose, are meaningful, slaughtering women and children. Ashami grabbed Brett by his face, squeezing his jaw until it hurt. Brent, Brett clenched his teeth and stared into his eyes. Oh my God, Ben. It's a lot of jaw stuff Brett, going on Brett there. Brett clenched his teeth, referring to Brett's teeth, and stared into his eyes, referring to Ashami's For... eyes. God damn it, Ben. Yeah, okay. Thank <laughs> God you. God damn it. Like, yeah. It's sort of like it uh, washes over you and you're like, well, yeah. surely it'll make sense. It's fine. But like, ah, we will do anything for Allah. That is our strength and your weakness. 
Brett whispered, There you're wrong. You don't know me, and you don't know my countrymen. We live for something. We live to kill bastards like you. We live to kill. That, uh, yeah, that's what makes asshole. America great, is murdering strangers in the desert. You yeah, Ben gets it. I mean, for some people, yeah, I guess yeah. it is. <laughs> no, he's nailing it. Like, it's just yeah. amazing. You know, he's like, yeah, this is the way it is. And it's actually good, actually. Yeah, because uh. the guy, the bad guy is saying, like, you live for nothing. Like, by killing you, we live for something. And Brett says, that's not true. We live for killing you. And that's it's so like, good. It's so good. Oh, God. It's like. Like, he, and again, just, uh, he can't, he will never be able to it, realize what it, he just did. In the hands of like a minimally competent author, you could have this be trying to say something where it's like, oh, both of these men are the same kind of man who feel like you are. And, yeah, the don't imagery see it. of yeah. a mirror a yeah. paragraph earlier. Yeah. Like you're, you're already evoking this idea, yeah. but he doesn't even know that he's doing it. Like, yeah. yeah you, you have like, things are complicated. I want like. Yeah. A minimally competent writer, not even a good writer. Like, no, uh, no, no. <laughs> yeah. uh, just a writer who had like a second thought. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a, a, a single additional like, like, thought. Just like, and that thought would be like, what if I wanted to try to make this mildly interesting? Just like the bare minimum of an interesting scene. Oh, God, I like it. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> So the the Ashami sends General Hawthorne away, uh, turns to his goons and has him taken to a cell. And like through a crack in the window, Brett sees a tower, um, and it lets him know exactly where he is in Tehran um, because of oh, a map that, dirty that he'd tower. seen briefly earlier. I, I recognize yeah. the dirty tower from my dirty yeah. map that I got. <laughs> the filthy, dirty, filthy <laughs> tower. <laughs> the scum tower. Scum. Next to the dirty the malls. The scum tower at Mud Street. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, <laughs> they came for him in the middle of the night, the better to keep him off balance. He'd been trained for such techniques, but too long ago to matter, and he'd awoken groggy, head pounding, nauseated by the casual beating handed out to him by one of Ashami's lackeys. Quite a sentence there, Ben. Um, <laughs> no marks to the face, of course. They wanted, they, they wanted their victims looking fresh and clean before they sawed off their heads. But the big bearded kid had worked his torso over pretty well and ground the bones of his arm against one another to boot. Yusuf, he'd heard one of the others call him. He wouldn't forget that anytime soon. Every time Yusuf had balled up his fist and driven it into his midsection, Brett had pe Again, every time Yusuf balled up his fist, Yusuf's fist, and driven it into his midsection, Brett's midsection. Like, God it's damn wild. it. It's so frustrating to, like, try to uh, parse. Also, yeah, it, like, I love the idea, like... We we make sure they're 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 nice and clean to remind mm -hmm. us of what we hate. Yeah, Ben, a man who's clearly watched again a single video of one of these executions. <laughs> like, uh, <clears throat> they'd taken his uniform from him, forced him into an orange jumpsuit suit, the uniform of their victims. When he'd gone to the bucket that served as a toilet, he'd noticed his urine had turned red, like Ali. He thought to himself after the thriller. But Ali had survived that. Talking about fucking Muhammad Ali, I guess. Mm -hmm. Pissing blood. Okay. okay. I don't. Right. It hasn't been established that Brett's a big Muhammad Ali fan. I don't I think. That, I think no. that's just coming out know. of nowhere. But okay. But this is the literary device that's happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Ben's guess. a literer. Yeah. So. Uh, Brett's plans not to survive. He'd formed a plan after seeing the Azadi Tower, gauging the distance from it, realizing that uh, the map that he got earlier had the, I don't know. So he's <laughs> I, I I don't I don't really follow Ben's plan here. Um, but it seems like 
he 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 blinked a message to the boys in intelligence when he did his video, and he's hoping that uh, Jesus Christ. Um, he hoped that the boys in intelligence picked up on the message that he'd be sending. So he's he, oh he's planning to as he's being executed blink out the coordinates uh, of where the this terrorist's headquarters are in Tehran so that it based can be bombed. Tower. Yeah, based so off he's of like, the tower. I see the, I see the tower. I know, I know where, those where I am. Therefore, and I, I know where I am in relation. To I memorized it, in my head what the geographical coordinates are, and I can now blink them. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> I I love I love stories. Yes. <laughs> he just hoped that the boys in intelligence picked up on the message he'd be sending, and he prayed that the film ed- editor or whatever cave dweller familiar with Windows Movie Maker no. they'd be using for this particular yeah. production yes. didn't oh. chop up the film oh, too yeah. badly. Fucking hell, Ben. <laughs> like, no. Whatever whatever fucking dirty-ass hey. MS Paint fucking, like, God. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Uh, so yeah, they joke. Uh, the, the terrorist joke is to kick him away. If you can drag afford him down a hallway. to crawl out of your hole and download Adobe <laughs> Premiere, <laughs> whatever stink pit living <laughs> hell monster tried to edit this. Oh God. Um, so they they tell Brett that he's going to be in a movie now, and Brett muttered through gritted teeth, "Fuck you and your mother." Yusuf smiled. Brett smiled back. Also your goat, he added. God damn it, Ben. Um, (laughs) The door at the end of the hallway swung open, waiting before a green flag sat Ashami, his face bared. Normally in these videos, Brett knew, the terrorists like to swatch their faces in black scarves to prevent identification. For the jihad video of a major American general, Ashami wanted to take personal credit. Yusuf and his buddy deposited Brett next to Ashami on his knees. General, said Ashami, looking down at Brett, I hope your accommodations were not too primitive. I must say, you look somewhat the worse for wear. No, said Brett, glancing at Yusuf. Nothing I couldn't handle. Ah, ever the tough American. Well, the good news is that your suffering will not last much longer. Yours either, I'd bet, said Brett. But I will not suffer, Ashami said placidly. Remember, I serve Allah, and no matter what happens, he will be with me. I only hope he's with all the different pieces of you after we nail your ass with a hellfire missile. Any plans I don't know about, General? Brett smiled back. Maybe, maybe not. You'll find out soon enough. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> they get down to the business of, of, of killing Brett Hawthorne. Oh, boy, testicles come up here. Let's see what's Yay. happening here. Oh, um, let me be perfectly clear. You will cooperate. If you say anything we don't wish you to say, I will personally cut off your testicles. Aww. If you do anything we do not wish you to do, I will cut off your testicles, and then I will slash your throat after letting you bleed. So Brett he grunted. says testicles you make twice a... in one paragraph? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Because cool. this guy's big into cutting testicles off of people. Um, cool. He could have said them. Like this is this is one of those situations where like he could have yeah. used the non-specific. Yeah. Like, and yes, then the yeah. second time, I cut them off. Like it's really... Right. Right. Simple stuff. So uh, they they film it, and I guess they're not killing him. Um, yeah, so that's nice. Okay. Um, they take him back to his cell, uh, and so yeah, uh, he gets down on his knees. He does something he hasn't done for years. He gets down on his knees and prays. Um, Hell yeah, Jesus. Uh, Dear Lord, he whispered to the darkness, thick with the stench of feces and urine, oppressive with the smell of sweat. You know, Is I that haven't all stuff that he's saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's just. <laughs> 
Brett Hawthorne has been shitting so much in his cell that he can't stand it. I love. I can't. Okay. Yeah. So it's good. Smell, it's good stuff. The smell. The smell of shit and piss is overwhelming. Uh, right? <laughs> Absolutely overwhelming. Uh, but then, what does he say the second time? Brett's like, been in there for a day, by the way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, like can't. <laughs> I just can't breathe with all my <laughs> my piles of days worth of piss and shit. But like then the second thing he says is like the oppressive uh, sweat. Wait, you're worried about the sweat? You mentioned the piss and the shit, but like the sweat is the thing that re- is really uh, oppressive. That's the stench. Mm-hmm. Okay, just checking. So Brett Hawthorne <laughs> starts to pray. I know I haven't spoken with you for a while, but I need you now. I may never forgive you for what you did to my Ellen, why you took our baby from us. They say you have a logic all your own, and I reckon that's the case, since I sure as hell can't understand you or the things you do. I know I've tried to do the right thing as I see it, and I haven't broken too many of the lessons I learned in Sunday school. And you know better than anybody that I've never been one for prayer. I always thought that some people treat you like a gumball machine, like if they pray just the right way and say just the right things, that you'll give them what they want. And then when when this whole world is about something bigger than what any of us want, it's about what you want, and I do hope that I've done at least a few things the way you want them. Really, trying to get my head around this here is like you're God's an asshole, like, God. Wrap it up. You do bad things. <laughs> uh, also, it's dumb when people pray to you about their own personal stuff because clearly, what matters is what you, the guy that I've just said, I don't understand why you're so mean. Wants I don't know. But Whatever. that said, that's my issues with Christianity. Me this yeah, favor. <laughs> I mean, yeah. again, it's just like he's just like typing so he can like. I'll I'll get to a profound thought surely. Yeah, I'm just gonna say. But now I'm stuff. not praying for myself. I'm praying for Ellen. Because after all this, she's going to be alone, Lord, and I just want her to be happy. You took her children away from her. Maybe I took myself away from her. But however it worked out, now she'll be on her own. Please let her find someone else. Please let her be happy for once in her life. Please let my sweetheart go on with her life. Let her understand what I've done and why I've done it. (laughs) Thank you, Lord, in advance. Amen. Brett closed his eyes and dropped into an uneasy sleep. And that is the end of the chapter. Wow. (laughs) Thank God. So oh god damn so horrible so unpleasant unbelievable Not shocking kept going i appreciating prayer brett my painful god. painful prose i don't think i've ever been put in such physical pain as a result of the writing that somebody has that i have read yeah uh, yeah. yeah and briefly for a second there i i Kid you not, my brain went, Robert, why are you doing this to us? <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reasonable feeling when you read Ben Shapiro's work for even a moment. <laughs> God oh, almighty. It was fun, though. We had fun. We did. We had a good time. We, love, yes. we, had a, we love books, don't we, folks? And we've got so much more of this book left to look forward to. Yeah, we have yeah we're barely in act two. Amount of it. Uh I can't get to wait to see collapse. what collapses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Woo. And then uh, part three. Maybe there's a part four even, you know? If we're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're we're gonna have to I we're gonna have to go through all this this entire book. Yeah, we uh, are yeah. committed now. You're right. It, <laughs> that we do have to. We're gonna have to go through it readily. <laughs> we're gonna have to readily go through this book. Readily. I'm going to have to absorb more of it with my mm-hmm. ears. I f- and I feel I feel I feel fundamentally changed as a human being. Um, 
you know, I was I was feeling kind of broken down from all of the uh, relentless uh, uh, police violence, uh, getting maced in the face directly last night. Mm. Uh, yeah. Wasn't super fun. Um, it's been it's been it's been tough, and I feel rejuvenated in a way that I didn't know was possible. Um, it looks anymore. like life has been breathed yeah. back into you. It does. You've and got I, that, that glow, that yellow glow in your eye that you get. <laughs> you know, only comes from trying to diagram a sentence and figure out what the fuck Ben Shapiro meant when he was writing it. So, uh, do you guys want to plug your pluggables? Yeah, check out our show together, Worst uh-huh. Year Ever, and check out and check out uh, Cody and Katie's podcast, Even More yeah. News. Yeah, yeah. Got a news... on most Fridays, right? Right, Katie? Fridays? Yep, that's right. Fridays. Yeah. And our YouTube show comes YouTube out sometimes. Show? Sometimes. <laughs> it's called Some More News. Um, we've got a Patreon. You Google our names. We're on the internet, mm-hmm. Twitter-wise. Um, Patreon. More like yay Treon. Yay Treon. And that uh, was really good. You can fo- you can you guys can follow Katie and Cody on the Twitter and Instagram uh, at doc- uh, Dr. Mr. Cody and at Katie Stoll. You can follow this podcast at Bastards Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Robert at I Write Okay. We have a T Public store where we have new uh what is it what is the new the new the new uh merch we have, Robert? What did we get it to say? Oh, uh, it's a, it's a it's a face mask that says FDA guaranteed to prevent all diseases. Um, so that Great. is that is a legal guarantee mm-hmm. that the FDA will back a hundred percent. And if they don't, they can attack me in my mountaintop compound with uh, fire bombs from the sky. And uh, yeah, that's amazing. Can, you can also yeah, get it get as, as a shirt Fucking or a cowards. mug or a whatever they sell so on if that you, website. Uh, yeah. get the shirt and you go to like the grocery store and someone's like, you can't come in here without a mask. Like, well, look at my fucking shirt. It's FDA approved. Could I have this with if it weren't FDA approved? No. They would raid the mountaintop compound of whoever produced this and burn exactly. 70-something children to death in his this basement. This is getting very Alex Jones. Um, yeah. Anyways, that's the episode. <laughs> that is the episode. Wash your hands. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I am the Ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the Ferryman of Souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. 
How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tail. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. Binge this season of The Passage now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.